Chapter Six, Episode Two of Tartarine of Tarascon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tartarine of Tarascon by Alphonse Daudet. Episode the Second, Chapter Six: Arrival of the Female. A Terrible Combat. Game fellows meet here. Looking on his hapless victim. Tartarine's first impulse was one of vexation. There is such a wide gap between a lion and poor Jack. His second feeling was one of pity. The poor Bourquet was so pretty and looked so kindly. The hide on his still warm sides heaved and fell like waves. Tartarine knelt down and strove with the end of his Algerian sash to staunch the blood, and all you can imagine in the way of touchingness was offered by the picture of this great man tending this little ass. At the touch of the silky cloth, the donkey, who had not two penny worth of life in him, opened his large grey eye and winked his long ears two or three times, as much as to say, "Oh, thank you," before a final spasm shook it from head to tail, whereafter it stirred no more. "Noro, Blacky!" suddenly screamed a voice, choking with anguish, as the branches in a thicket hard by moved at the same time. Tartarine had no more than enough time to rise and stand upon guard. This was the female. She rushed up, fearsome and roaring, under form of an old Alsatian woman, her hair in a kerchief, armed with a large red umbrella, and calling for her ass, till all the echoes of Mustapha rang. It certainly would have been better for Tartarine to have had to deal with a lioness in fury than this old virago. In vain did the luckless sportsman try to make her understand how the blunder had occurred, and he had mistaken Nurod for a lion. The harridan believed he was making fun of her, and uttering energetical dertuffels, fell upon our hero to bang him with the gingham. A little bewildered, Tartarine defended himself as best he could, warding off the blows with his rifle, streaming with perspiration, panting, jumping about, and crying out, "But, Madame, but!" Much good his butts were. Madame was dull of hearing, and her blows continued hard as ever. Fortunately, a third party arrived on the battlefield. The Alsatian's husband of the same race, a roadside innkeeper, as well as a very good ready reckoner, which was better. When he saw what kind of a customer he had to deal with, a slaughterer who only wanted to pay the value of his victim, he disarmed his better half, and they came to an understanding. Tartarine gave two hundred francs, the donkey being worth about ten. At least that is the current price in the Arab markets. Then poor Blacky was laid to rest at the foot of a fig tree. And the Alsatian, raised to joviality by the color of the Tarascon ducats, invited the hero to have a quencher with him in his wine shop, which stood only a few steps off on the edge of the highway. Every Sunday the sportsmen from the city came there to regale of a morning, for the plain abounded with game, and there was no better place for rabbits for two leagues around. How about lions? inquired Tartarine. The Alsatian stared at him greatly astounded. Lions. Yes, lions. Don't you see them sometimes? Resumed the poor fellow with less confidence. The Boniface burst out in laughter. Ho, ho! Bless us, lions! What will we do with lions here? Are there then none in Algeria? Pon my faith, I never saw any. Albeit I have been twenty years in the colony. Still, I believe I have heard tell of such a thing. Leastwise, I fancy the newspapers said. But that is ever so much farther inland, down south, you know. At this point they reached the hostelry, 
a suburban pot-house with a withered green bough over the door, crossed billiard-cues painted on the walls, and this harmless sign over a picture of wild rabbits feeding, Game fellows meet here. Game fellows? It made Tartarine think of Captain Bravida. End of chapter 6 of episode 2